the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. It's Tom Albright with an Aviation special talking to, uh, I'm going to call him a legend, even though he'll he'll kind of bristle at that, Tom Hare, uh, now with Alma. Welcome, sir. Yeah, thank you. Um, don't quite consider myself a legend. I know plenty of legends. Like I've told my kids, hang around the smart people. Well, yeah, that's what, but see, this is the thing. I consider you one of the smart people. Uh, Only because I've hung around the smart people. Well, and you teach people. And that's the thing is you, yeah. you I, I net, met you and, and, got familiar with you um years ago uh with avixa you spent a number of years uh as an instructor with avixa uh teaching yeah. cts cts uh, d prep i prep and now you are with the fine folks at almo uh we're going to talk about almo's e4v uh, which both of us are, are involved with but first talk about that that move and, and what kind of almo has done on quite frankly for the last 10 years 11 years of their existence where when it comes to education and educating the the industry and, and kind of what you're doing with them now yeah, it's funny. Um, I still kind of have the new car smell with Al Almo. Yeah. I've only been here a month. Now, I had been familiar with Almo doing some of their E4 sessions hmm. in person over the years. Uh, and there's two things that really kind of stuck out during the E4s. Um, first off, from my vantage point, the events always looked seamless and very smoothly run. And since I had been with Avixa to make an event look that good requires a lot of work. And the people that I met with Alma really enjoyed being there. And many of them have been there for a long time. It tells me a lot about the culture of the place. But obviously, they have invested a lot into education, doing the E4s around the country and the whole yeah. bit. Um, you know, so, you can, so folks with their CTS, CTSD, CTSI can get renewal units, the RUs that you need for every three years. Yeah. So they've been doing a big, uh, big push that way. And then I became available and I am kind of on board with doing some pre-sales consulting as well as doing some training internal and external. So that's kind of nice. Um, cause really my heart is in training. We get into some of these calls and stuff and it's very hard for me not to go into, um, teaching mode, mm -hmm. one of those kind of things. Um, and I'm not taking away from Almo's engineering services cause, and I, the, it's, it's amazing to me the breadth and depth of Almo because they can provide not just the boxes, but complete turnkey solution, if you wish. Everything from the CAD drawings to installation, if need be. So that's been quite an eye opener. Um, well, and the other thing that they've added to it in the last two years has also been programming, right? And, and yes. regardless of, of what system you're using, sorry, right. old programmer here. So programming still gets, still, still gets me excited. <laughs> um, programming offerings that they have, um, because, you know, the one thing about systems programming and just control programming in general, regardless of who you're using, and, and we can talk about several different, different platforms yeah. here, they all have kind of their own idiosyncrasies. They've all got their, their own, you know, uh, gotchas, but also their, their own uh, efficiencies. And you guys are able to kind of say, okay, you know, what, what is your, what, what are you trying to do, right? What are yeah. you trying to do? And here's, you know, here's two or three options that you can, that you can pick. And then your team can then help them program that. Yeah. Actually you hit on a key there. What are you trying to do? And yeah. that's key to any successful AV project trying to figure out what the client's trying to do. And at some point you apply technology to it, yeah. but trying to get the head in the actual process 
so that's been kind of nice. Um, so that part has been fun because I was a I was a senior system designer before coming full time with Avixa. Okay. And one of the nice things about being an instructor as opposed to a designer is I got to tell people how to do it right, not argue with them about how they should do it right. So that was kind of um, refreshing. One of the other things too, because I've been on staff with Avixa so long, you know, we have to, had to be, or they had to be, product and manufacturer agnostic. Yeah. So I had to learn how to say things without really um, really saying what I thought, because it's not like any AV guy has an opinion on anything. No. Uh, yeah, I've been told once that the only thing two sound guys can agree on is how to spend a third sound guy's money. I would agree with um, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Came, they came and, you know, uh, agree on, you know, how to check a microphone, you know, just, <laughs> because you know why sound guys don't, don't say three. No, just three. One, yeah, two. you have to lift. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to lift on three. Um, <laughs> old, old joke. Kids. Yes, I know. But I'm having to get my head back in products. So and, and I, giving, giving opinions on products, no less. And specific and specific products. And it's actually one of the things I missed being with Avixa as opposed to a designer because I enjoy the minutia. Yeah. I enjoy that kind of stuff as most designer types would. Um, so that part is fun again. But I look at the current state of where we are with all of our technology just to get a signal from point A to point B. And we're stuck basically using consumer stuff to do this mm -hmm. HDMI. And I've got to convert that to something, whether it's HD base T or ethernet or whatever, and then convert it back at the end. And the boxes to do all this don't come inexpensively. So, you know, my dream really is to have a source that internally converts that HDMI because we're stuck with that to ethernet, go through an ethernet switch in the middle. And at the end, the box itself, converts that ethernet back to HDMI, you know, no different than I want to print this document yep. and send it to a specific printer on the network. I'd love to have it that simple, but it'll, in the meantime, it'll get there eventually. It'll yeah. But it's crazy right now. That's the part that just, you know, we've got to have all this stuff and, and, and all of this proprietary stuff. No, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, which I think, you know, and we've heard this AVIT convergence forever you know, as more and more of the AV falls under the jurisdiction of IT, you know, what do they want to manage? Proprietary AV stuff or their standard Ethernet stuff? Yeah. You know, they're familiar with Ethernet. They know how that stuff works. Uh, so having just an Ethernet switch in the middle, and at some point with the resolutions that keep going up, I can imagine it's going to have to be like a 10 gig infrastructure to do so. And there are some, there are some folks out there playing that. Or 40 gigs. Nice. You know, that, that is the next yes. thing, you know, the next yeah. thing. So not to get um, off into too much of a of a rabbit trail. But it's well, 8K native, what's that? Almost 72 gig gigabit per second. Native. Oh my. Yeah, native, uncompressed. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. All right. Uh, you and I are joining each other, sort of kind of. Uh, the 27th through the 29th of October. Yeah. Uh, you're doing your sessions live. Mine are already uh, recorded and, and, and baked in as it were, uh, one hour is, is what I get, uh, both on meetings as well as, as pro audio. You're doing yours though, uh, live. This is mm -hmm. also your first, uh, your first E4V as a member of Almo. Right. So tell folks, you know, what they're going to see the 27th through the 29th of, of October. Yeah. It's a lot of good stuff. Um, the nice part is it's all fresh content. 
Okay. So this is stuff that has not been uh, presented before. And there are some great folks doing it. Chuck Espinoza, um, yep. we mentioned him for the call. He's doing some presentations. Jonathan Braun, yep. um, if you know the uh, Braun Consulting and stuff, uh, they, Alan and Jonathan have been around forever. I know Chuck Wilson is doing a session. Um, one of the Almo BDMs, I think it's Jake, and I'm just pulling this up so I can, is also doing a session. So over the three days, none of it's being repeated. Um, so you're free to join in for any and all of this. Um, Gary Kay obviously needs no introduction. He's doing some stuff as well. And again, I'm just breezing through the three days. I'm actually on the 29th. And one thing, and I saw Kay Sargent in there as well. Yep. Um, you know, the whole workplace design and whatnot. That's one of the things that really, you know, you talked about control, user interface, and all the other kind of stuff earlier. Um, that's the thing historically where I don't think we've done a great job serving our end users is we design like or design control systems like AV people, um, not like end users. Mm -hmm. so that um so having her in there and one of the things um on my session on 29th and it's not advertised is i'm also going to be joined by donald kazakis of hb live he's the vice oh, wow. president okay. of hb live yeah that's a blast yeah. he and i talked a couple of weeks ago just talking about you know where is all of this going um you know and some folks have used the term you know new normal and he prefers the term post-covid which I think is a better way to describe it. It is a better way. I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. So, you know, what is all of this going to look like post COVID? Um, and I've got a quote in there from Stuart Weiser, who's still with Avixa. People still want to meet, eat and greet. Yep. It's going to happen. Now, how that occurs is going to look different until people are fully comfortable with gathering together in large groups again. So how is that going to look? And we'll take a look at some resources as well um, to help people through this, because as you begin to plan an event, you need to make sure you're doing your due diligence, you know, with sanitization and how do you get people in and out and all of the other things that, that go with this, because it's going to add logistics to it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing a, and I've done plenty of live event events before, um, if your event is running late. I mean, the hotel or convention folks will dang near run you over trying to get the room turned. Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to sanitize that space in between. So there's a lot more logistical concerns as we move forward. The whole, and you would be aware of this, the whole live events production, that whole part of our industry, most of those folks have not worked since March. Um, not in any that, real way, you know, obviously there are, there are hits and misses and there are a lot of them that are, are transitioning to the virtual space, but yeah, yeah, not in any real way. But I think of friends of mine and stuff in that part of the industry and it's just, um, and some folks have talked about this, you know, some, you know, it may not look like it did before until like 2022. Mm -hmm. Well, in the meantime, you still have to eat. You do. So you've got to find something to do. So when things do ramp back up, where do you find the valued talent that you had before? Yeah. Are they going to be able to come back or are you going to have to like grow your own all over again? Um, and that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother hurdle to, to, to tackle, you know, probably about a year from now. It is. I had a side yeah. business for like 16 years doing sound reinforcement when I lived up in the DC area. 
Um, you know, and I think about all of the artists and groups and everything else during the summer touring season. I mean, that's, that's their income. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you've got several, you know, the, the local economies as well as, you know, both, you know, the, the touring groups. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty stunning. Um, mm. Thankful to be in the segment of the industry that I'm in. Uh, somebody was talking about this the other day. You know, we're down so much percentage and it's like, and they took it, they had a really good viewpoint. It's like we're at the levels or they were at the levels they were in 2017, so yeah, you had growth in 18 and 19 was one heck of a year and everybody expected 20 to be just gangbusters. But in hindsight, okay, we're back at about 2017. That's not so bad no. in that kind of context. Um, so yeah, there, in all of this, there's still positive to be found. Yeah, things are down, but there's still positives to be found. Absolutely. So that's a good thing. I like that. Let's end on that note. Uh, Tom Care from from now from Almo uh, oh. Almo uh, Pro AV. You can find him October 27th through the 29th, specifically the 29th. You can catch his session. Uh, you can find out more about Almo uh, E4V at almoproav.com. Uh, Tom, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Smoke signals. No, just kidding. You are not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a rotary phone over here. Um, it is real simple. Email is the best way. And that's going to be T-K-E-H-R at almo.com. All right. Very good. Tom Care from Almo, Almo uh, E4V, the 27th through the 29th. You can catch him on the 29th. You can catch me uh, throughout there. Also, Gary Kay and uh, our buddy, uh, Mr. Dave Haynes from 169, as well as uh, Chuck Espinoza. All kinds of other great, really great uh, education uh, for us, for Aviation. Go by our website, avionation.tv. That's avionation.tv. You'll find our coverage of E4V as well as a host of other programs. All that and more at avionation.tv. Avionation.tv. 